to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. I am grateful that you have decided to spend some time with me on this Tuesday morning to listen to the latest in self-care. So in this space, I like to refer to self-care as from one of four different angles. One is from the perspective of health and fitness, which is probably the most common one. We also like to look at self-care from the perspective of the thoughts that we think and the beliefs that we believe, because taking care of your mindset is front and central to how we take care of ourselves, because it just drives the decisions that we make. But as an entrepreneur, we also like to look at self-care from a business perspective. So we also like to talk about all things um, self-care related to your business. This can mean marketing. It can mean all kinds of strategies to help you stand out more. And then finally, probably the other most common way that we refer to self-care is from the perspective of listening to somebody's journey. That's why we call this show The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care, because the journey changes as you change. So I'm happy that you're here. I'm grateful for your support. If I'd love for you to help, help us continue to share our message and spread our love around the world. Let's get started. So guess what? I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care is partnered with Bowie Hydration Products. Bowie is a really cool new invention. How how is it different, first off, from all other hydration products that are out there? Bowie likes to call themselves easy squeezy electrolytes. Let's be honest. Most of the time, if you look out on the market for products that, quote, keep you hydrated, it usually comes in the form of a powder or a pill or a tablet or some type of specific drink. And here's the other thing. There are so many sports drinks out there that are just loaded with sugar and all kinds of extra additives and sweeteners and whatever else. I mean, the FDA literally recommends every American get no more than 26 grams of sugar every day. That's the baseline recommendation. And you can easily eclipse that in one drink. Well, Bowie felt like the alternatives needed to be better. So they've come up with this really cool, squeezable product, if you will. It comes in a really small container, ideal to fit in a purse or a backpack or a fanny pack or somewhere if you're going out on the town, if you're going out for the day. Here's the thing about hydration. Hydration is so much more than just making sure that you get enough water. It's to, it allows your body to literally absorb and maintain electrolytes, nutrients, and all kinds of other things which allow the body to actually function better. This is what makes Bowie so unique and different. One container has 40 servings in it. So you just take one little squeeze and your water, your coffee, your alcoholic beverage of choice, or whatever else you're drinking, and boom, it really helps your body maintain not just hydration, but allows you to retain all those extra nutrients which will allow you to more optimally perform in so many areas of your life. So definitely give it a try. Please head over to justaddbuoy.com. Take advantage of our unique partnership and get a 20% discount on all your purchases by simply using the coupon code capital C, capital U, F-I-T, 20. That's C-U, capital F, and then lowercase I-T, C-U, fit, 20 and take advantage of getting 20% off of all of your purchases. I know that you're going to love it as much as I do. It comes in three different varieties. You can get the regular electrolyte, uh, which is a a small blue container. You can also get one easy buoy immunity and buoy energy. Try all of them. You can also find them in CVS drugstores nationwide, but definitely go to their site and take advantage of our exclusive discount and let us know what you think. 
Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm Allison Katzkowski. I'm your host. I am so glad that you're here with me today. So today, today's show, I have a colleague and a friend joining me who has a really interesting story to share, being that she's sort of been through her own journey of self-care. Today, my guest is Carol Bannons. She is a physical therapist by trade and is about to not be one. I'll let her talk about that. But she has recently pivoted in her life to do something a little different to where she can share her journey and help women over 50 begin again. So Carol, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Allison. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So why don't you just tell my audience a little bit about you and where you are and what you do right now, but before we get into our chat. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've been a physiotherapist or a physical therapist, as you would stay in the States, for 35 years, and and I look after people in chronic pain. And I am about to give all of that up to go full-time into transformational life coaching for women over 50. Oh, I love that. So it's kind of like a new start for yourself. It is. It is. And um, do you want me to tell you why I went there? Yeah, of course. Of course. I never thought I would be anything other than a physio, to be honest. Uh, But three years ago, my husband passed away. And, you know, obviously, that was a very difficult time. And I was, I'd never felt that exhausted before. I was lying on the sofa for a year, also treating patients, but coming home. And I thought, well, now what? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, life seemed like I didn't really want to do physio for the rest of my life. And I Uh was too young. I was only 54. I had a lot of life left to live. And I thought, "Mm, now what? That that whole what's my purpose thing came up. And I started Uh hiring coaches. Yeah, I think it's just sometimes it it takes something to get not I won't say get our attention. But sometimes Mm -hmm. for all of us, it takes like something major to come up. Or something like, I mean, obviously death of a spouse is a major thing in our life. And then we sort of sit back and evaluate at that point, right? Totally, totally. And and it was really interesting because I think I was reading somewhere and it said, and, and, you know, what brings you joy? And I thought, nothing brings me joy right now, of course. Uh But I don't want to have a life that's defined by lack of joy and and being a widow sitting watching Netflix on the sofa for the next 30 years. Cause I know I have another 30 years because my mum lasted till at least 90, yeah. 92. So, I mean, there's a lot of life in there. And, yeah. and, and I mean, the big thing is I want women to know is they're not too old to change. Yeah, of course. Well, and I think we get to a certain point in our life and I think that's a pretty common question that we ask ourselves, you know, it's not yeah. just what's next, but is it possible for me to have something next, right? Abs- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's scary. It's scary yeah. to make those changes, right? Yeah. So, you know, in your career as a PT, which mm-hmm. obviously is, you know, you're retiring in what, five yeah. days, did you tell yeah. me? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you've probably come across this a lot with your patients and people that you've had the opportunity to work with that, you know, I think if we get in a position where we're physically hurt or we're not able to move as much as we you know, once did or whatever, it's easy to think that, you know, there's really nothing else for us. You know, it's just, our life becomes all about how we define what's happened to us. So I don't know. I don't know if you could just offer any perspective on that. Well, what's interesting for me is spending so much time with patients who are in pain and coaching them basically on mindset and the whole neuroplasticity of pain and the way they're thinking about it. 
and how not to define themselves by their pain, it's totally transferable to life coaching, which is, it's a, it's a, it's, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. You have pain, but are you going to, are you going to allow yourself to suffer or are you going to choose to live despite the pain? How do we, how do we have a life with what we have? How can we change it? How can we incorporate mindfulness and all of these things to help us calm the nervous system and 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 enjoy life again? So, do you think, just in your professional opinion, just as a as a PT for right mm-hmm. now, do you think that? I mean, it's not that I doubt. I mean, I, I'll, obviously, chronic pain is very real for people. Mm-hmm. But what do you think, in your professional opinion? I mean, is it really possible to teach people to think differently about their pain so that they can actually move on with their life? It depends on the person, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Um, some people are really open to it and absorb everything and will read everything and do everything. And they're wonderful to treat. And they they basically make the decision that they want to have a life. Unfortunately, when you've had chronic pain, if you haven't been listened to, if you haven't been heard, and you've been from doctor to doctor and therapist, and you spend your all of your energy trying to fix something that possibly can't be fixed, but it can be changed, it can be managed better. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to help people out of that. They have to be willing to change. And sometimes they've gone too far down the rabbit hole uh, and rely on passive therapies to, to feel better. And, and I think that's partly the medical system because they're not given the help early enough. Well, and I think you bring up a really good point that, you know, so many people are not heard, you know, they don't feel like they're heard, yeah. you know, yes. they don't, they're just, they're treated like, you know, just everybody else. Yeah. And I just, it's, you know, I find that, I just find that really fascinating because I feel like when it comes to how we look after ourselves, you know, everything that we see and, and, and think and believe really is all based. We see everything through the lens of what we believe. Yeah. So if if we're constantly told that we're never going to get better or yeah. that there's nothing we can do, you just have to learn to live with it. You know, you start to think something's wrong with you. Number one, you start totally. to think two that maybe you deserve it somewhere along yeah. the line. And number three, you start to think you start thinking, well, you know, that ship has sailed. So, yeah, I, I think so. And I think it's a real shame that the doctors that it, it usually, of course, because there's a hierarchy in the medical system. And if a doctor puts up an x-ray and says, oh, my God, that's a terrible you've got the back of a 90 year old. Your bones are crumbling. That puts the that puts fear into people. And mm-hmm. then they don't want to move. And because the doctor said or he said, yes, you'll be in a wheelchair. All, all of these throwaway comments that are made by multiple people to a patient means that they, they've got this picture in their mind that they are going to have a crumbly back and they better not exercise. And, and it puts them more and more into this area of chronic pain and this inability to do something positive about it. And it's really yeah. sad. Yeah, it is sad because I feel like as far from a self-care perspective, you know, which obviously we talk yeah. all about that here is, mm-hmm. is that this is definitely something that's within our control. Yeah. I have a particular patient, I see patients with something called complex regional pain syndrome, and it's a really horrible pain syndrome, like Mm -hmm. it's the worst. And 
she just does everything I tell her. And she couldn't wear a shoe. Now she can put a sock on and we're aiming to get her back to running. And it's exciting for me as a therapist to be able to treat somebody who takes on board everything and really knows that what she wants, her end goal is to get back to running. That's her passion. So we keep that in sight. So why do you think though, why do you think, I don't mean to interrupt you, this question just popped into my head. Why Mm -hmm. do you think some people are more receptive than others? Because I I can, the reason Mm -hmm. I'm asking this is that I think this relates so much to how we take care of ourselves in general. Some people are just open to it, more open to it and are always open to it. And then some people somewhere along the lines have have convinced themselves that, no, that's not going to work for me. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, isn't it? And and you can almost, you can tell pretty quickly actually as well, or, you know, after all these years I can. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it boils down to our self-worth, our value, whether we think it's worth it, whether it's just too much effort, because now that you've had, if we're talking about chronic pain, you've had that for so long, it's so energy sapping that you just feel like you haven't got the energy to do what it takes to do one more thing Uh because you've been told by so many people and nothing's worked, you know? So you're already really low. It's pretty hard to step up. And I think that's where coaching or as a therapist, really, I've, that's why it's so easy for me to transfer because really I coach my patients one little thing. Let's just do one little thing, just like one rep. You know, you don't have to mm-hmm. do 30, one good one. Perfect. And, and trying to really retrain them that they can do more, but it's hard. I don't, I don't know why some people don't, maybe because they have a really clear vision of what they want and they can hold that. Like my well, lady and I also runs. think too that for some people it just comes down to, um, you know, I think there is a self worth issue, but I also think it's getting people to believe that they can mm-hmm. and that it will work for them. Yeah. Uh, yes. Totally. And if if you've had you know chronic pain for twenty years, you don't believe much works. Yeah. So it's pretty yeah. hard to come in then as a therapist and say, guess what? The newest pain research is that if yeah. you change the way we think about it, maybe it'll help. And they sort of look at you as if you're off, you know, completely a complete idiot. Yeah, off your um, rocker, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and, and and they're closed down. So what do you think from a therapist from a professional perspective? And then mm-hmm. we'll talk about your personal perspective here yeah. in a minute. Yeah. What do you think? From your from with your professional hat on, what are some of the things that you can recommend for, say, people who are always hurting or people who, you know, maybe not struggle with chronic pain, but yeah. just it's just kind of a fact of life. It's just kind of something they've learned to live with. What are some things that you can recommend as far as, you know, just daily self-care measures? Well, you got to move. <laughs> One of them is yeah. movement. You're Even speaking my language there. I know I am. I know I am. And I think we have to understand that pain does not mean harm. And yeah. that's the scary thing. People feel pain and think, oh, I must be doing more damage. And so I think you need somebody to guide you, a therapist that knows about pain to guide you. But there are also some amazing things on YouTube. And I would recommend Laura Mosley. Uh, Tame the Beast. There's a really cute little video there about chronic pain. Start getting educated about it because then that gives you hope. We need hope for these people. And if they can start to understand just little by little and get just a glimmer of hope, then they're more likely to be able to move without the fear that they're, you know, doing more harm. Yeah. But moving for sure, I would add in, of course, mindfulness, breathing exercises, 
a box breath would be very good. Um, for those of that you that don't know what, what a box breath is, it's breathing in for four, holding for four, breathing out for four, holding mm-hmm. for four, and repeating. And the reason it works is it calms our nervous system. And yeah. so chronic pain is more to do with your nervous system than it is to do with the tissues, yeah. which is the hard thing for people to understand. And yeah. that's where we have to tap into, get into the nervous system and teach people how to alter that. Well, we're, um, you know, we're taught to just keep going too. You yeah. know, we're taught just to push through it and keep going. Yeah. And, you know, oh, well, if I take a day off, I will lose some of what I've worked to gain, you know, yeah. and sometimes yeah. taking a day off or two off or whatever is exactly what your body needs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's learning not to do that boom or bust, you know, push through and then you collapse mm-hmm. for two weeks. That's no yeah. good. You're better to do a little bit less, but then just keep, you know, doing it and rest. Yes. You sometimes have to intersperse rest and that's okay. So do you find that, you know, when you get home, you know, at the Mm -hmm. end of the day as a professional, and I'm just saying this because as a fitness person, people think that all I do is work out all day (laughs) around the gym and that must be what I do all day. Yeah. I can tell you that on my off days, I don't even, I don't want to be here, you know? I mean, it's like, yeah. So, so in your professional opinion, you know, when you're home, say, and you're not Carol, the physiotherapist, and you won't yeah. be one after the next five days or so, yeah. but what are things that you do to look after yourself when you get home after sort of being everything to everybody that you see during the day? I'll make a cup of tea. Very English, right? The first thing yeah, I do when right. I get home, I sit down and have a cup of tea. Honestly, I want to sit quietly for a little bit because I talk all day. I talk with people, yeah. I, you know, encourage. Same. And so I need some, I need quiet times. So I allow myself some quiet time. Um, I read a lot. I play the piano. I meditate. I do all of those sort of things, just, but very quiet things, which is uh-huh. surprising to me. I'm very social, but I, I need quiet. So I give myself that gift. Yeah. I love that. Um, there's, there's something to be said about the power of being quiet, you know, there, there really is. And we don't do it. I think we're scared of doing it. Why do you think Uh, that is? I think because we've been brought up that we should go, go, go. That's what we Mm -hmm. should do. It's lazy. You know, what will people think if I sit down and I should, it's all those shoulds that we should be doing. And, and maybe that emotions will come up that you maybe don't want to deal with. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I really do think that's a lot of it for people. Mm -hmm. It's you don't want to necessarily be reminded of what it is that really needs to happen for you. You know, it's a lot exactly. easier not to think about it if we stay busy, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about kind of your next step, because I know you're starting a new business and yeah. you're going to be doing some of these same things, right? And working with yes. your clients, right? Yes, totally. Totally. So tell me a little bit about kind of what your, your framework is going to be about. Yeah, so I really, so I wanted to work with women anywhere, sort of midlife over 50, because they have all of a sudden, I mean, I went through the grief of losing a spouse, but we can have grief of losing jobs, particularly in this time, grief over children leaving homes, some women as empty nesters, their roles have, have, they've lost their roles, grief of losing a job, all sorts of things. And so I really want women to learn how to, I do three steps, reconnect with yourself. How do we do that? How do we look at self-acceptance? How do we look at Mm self-compassion? How do we look at the roles that we've had? Do we still want them? How do we want to change them? All of those sort of things. So reconnecting, rediscovering what you love to do. I mean, after Brian died, 
I'd lost my joy. I, I didn't uh-huh. really know what it was I loved to do. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I Completely don't know Completely understandable. I, I mean, yes, of course. Yeah. But it's, it, it's, but I think it, it happens as, as I say, with empty nesters, with um, job changes, retirement approaching, people are thinking, oh gosh, now what, you know, I'm going to have this extra time. I'm not quite sure. And I think COVID has layered such another layer on that because in Canada, we've been really shut down a lot more, I think, than in the States. And so people retire or, or, or change their lifestyle, but there's nowhere to go. You're not going out for dinner. You're not starting classes. You're not back at the gym because that they were shut down, but now they're just opening. So that has le- added another layer of difficulty, I think, for people. And then reinventing. What is it you really want to do? Yeah. And I know that you talk about this on, on your beautiful retreats, but uh-huh. we have to have a vision of what we want to do. Otherwise, what's the point? We have to have something to look forward to and how we right. going to get there. Well, and part of that is, like, I like to talk about the distinction between dreaming and envisioning. Mm-hmm. It's really not the same thing. That's right. No, it's envisioning really- it. You know, envisioning is like picturing yourself, like, you know, picturing where it is that you're going to be and what would you think and what would you be doing and who is this person, that kind of thing. And when we dream, it's like, we're just, you know, for lack of Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Or, or wow, that's just pie in the sky or whatever. It's like, we're just, it's just, you know, thinking- I'll I'll, I'll stop short of saying unrealistically, but it's like, we're just not even thinking about things that could be possible, you know? Right. And I think that, and you know, it's interesting because I will use visualization a lot with my patients who let's say they can't move a joint because it's so painful. We visualize it because the brain doesn't know the difference between doing it and imagining it. Totally. And so that's where I think it's so cool. We can visualize our future. How do we want to feel? Who do we, as you say, who do we want to be with? Where do we want to be? And then how, what steps do we need to take? What action steps do we need to take to move us in that direction? I think that's the big thing, isn't it? We can't just sit yeah. here and, as you say, dream, we have to envision it and then make a plan of, okay, let's, let's see how I can move towards that. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think you know, it just goes against what we're taught to think too. You know, we're taught to think and stay in, well, we have to be realistic and we need to look at where we are now. And, you know, it's, we're trained to to see things through our eyes and to hear things and, you know, let's, let's be a realist. We can't just always be dreaming about things. So it's completely counterintuitive to what we've been taught. It, it really is. And it's very interesting, you know, because I have some friends in England and the more I'm over here, the more open minded I am, I think, than, you know, my English self. And I hear them say, oh, 2022, it's not going to be a good year. We've just got to knuckle down. We've got to do this. And I, and, and I can see the closed thinking uh-huh. yeah. and not even they're looking, they're focusing on all the negative stuff that's gone on, all the negative stuff that might happen mm-hmm. rather than going, well, actually, maybe that will be successful. Flipping well, you know what they say, you can't, you can't get to where you want to be if you think and believe the same things that you do right now. Exactly. Exactly. In order to to get to that envisioned, you know, place that you're thinking, you have to think and believe something different than what you're thinking now. Yeah, of course, of course. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm giving up physiotherapy. I love it. You can tell when I'm talking about pain. I am passionate about helping people in pain, but I've done it for a long time. 
But I realized that if I really want to do what I want to do, which is get out of Canada in the winter because it's cold and snowy, I'd like to be able to coach from anywhere in the world, Uh preferably Italy. So I need to make a change. Yeah. And that's my change. Big, big change for me. Yeah, I was going to say it's a big change for anybody. So Mm -hmm. it's it's when you look at moving, you know, across the world, it totally is. Yeah. 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 That would be fun though. Three months in Italy a year. I think I could, I can, you see, I can envision that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So there you go. You start envisioning and then, oh, what, what does this version of Carol think and believe? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. really what we've been talking about here is really can be classified as really the highest form of self-care, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how, in your own words, how can you describe you know, making that change or doing something different, or to use your word that, you know, think about what's next for me. What does that mean in in your world when it comes to self-care? I think it actually means being able to say no Mm -hmm. to other people, not being a people pleaser, which I have been all my life, you know, a self-sacrificing, yes, 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 I'll do it. And feeling okay with that, not feeling selfish, not feeling guilty, saying no. And then tuning in to my body and just listening. I mean, I had, you know, pretty tough eight years when my husband was sick, my mother was sick, somebody else was sick, and I was running and working. And people would say, well, I hope you're taking time for yourself. And, you know, I wanted to smack them because I didn't think I had time for myself until I really crashed and burned after Brian died. And then it's like, wish I had taken time, but it's hard when you're in it to find it. Yeah. And so now I am much more aware of. No, I need to take that time. So whereas I used to see six patients a day, now I see three. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm listening in saying, you know what? This is what I can handle right now. This is this is what I can emotionally and physically handle. So I think really tuning in and listening to yourself and setting healthy boundaries, I think it starts there as well. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So I really do. Yeah. So yeah. So let's um let's assume that someone out there is listening. And they're really like thinking that this is something that's, you know, interesting to them. What would you, but maybe they don't know where to begin. What would you tell them? I would, well, I guess what I'd tell them to sit quietly and just ask themselves, what is it I want and see what comes up. We tend to push these instinctual thoughts and hits down and go, no, that's not what I want. But I would ask them to think about if they are happy where they are and if they're not happy where they are, what's the one small thing they could do to help themselves feel a little bit better? We're not talking about this great big change of moving or, you know, leaving your husband or your job or whatever it is. It's how can you just feel a little bit better? What does that mean for you? Does it mean saying no to somebody, to something very small that you feel okay with so that you can feel good about saying no? Maybe it's learning that. Maybe it's sort of taking stock of all the stuff you're doing for everyone and looking at it and thinking, yeah, I'm over committing to everybody else. How am I going to take one step to commit to myself? And that might be just saying no to something. Yeah, but let's say, let's say someone's been a people pleaser most of their Mm -hmm. life. Where Mm -hmm. would you tell them to start by saying no? On a really easy thing. So, you know, if, uh, yeah, so let's say you have people there in the house and you cook dinner 
and you would normally load the dishwasher and do do all the dishes, you maybe tell them. And I think you give them warning, say, listen, guys, I'm exhausted. From now on, I cook the dinner and you load the dishwasher. It's not a huge thing, but it's actually quite a difficult thing if you've always done it. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do the laundry, but you need to put it away. You start on something so small that it's not going to be too challenging to your nervous system. It's not going to be a threat to you. You're not going to feel like they're going to walk away and abandon you. They may not like it, but you've spent 30 years teaching people how to treat you. So it's going to take a little while to teach them that actually you're not available for every little thing. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel like our society just lends itself to, you know, people not being patient. You know, we're used to, we want everything right now. You know, there's not, oh, I'll get it to you later. It's no, I'll get it to you right now. And we've sort of come to expect that, I think. We have. And I don't think the phone helps, does it? If somebody texts you and and, and it's so immediate. And I think that's something to bear in mind. If we're going to make changes to our lives and and create this fantastic next chapter, it's not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in a week. It's going to take time to change your habits and your own limiting beliefs, right? We have so many not good enough, not worthy uh-huh, enough, not, you right. know, too old, not smart enough. All of these things take time because they've grooved patterns in the in the brain, excuse mm-hmm. me. So, you know, start with the smallest thing that you feel comfortable, well, slightly uncomfortable saying no to. Work at that for a couple of weeks and then add something else till you start. Yeah. It's like like a no muscle, isn't it? You're just got to oh, start yeah, totally. it Oh, yeah, It's like I always tell people and work out in the gym. It's like, you can start with an exercise and it, you just don't feel like you can do it at all. You know, and yeah. of course it's going to feel clunky at first and then yeah. you keep at it and then it becomes easier, you know, and then you exactly. add more weight and then you add more weight, you know, so that kind of exactly. Thing. So that's yeah. where I would say, I, w- I would start just taking a, a little view of your life, maybe seeing if you've got healthy boundaries and if you haven't, maybe just looking to see where you could just pick one little thing where you think, I'm just going to try saying no there, but you know, share with uh, communication, communicate to those around you. Don't just yeah. lay it on them. Yeah. They're going to think, what, yeah. who is this woman? Well, yeah. Carol, this has been great. Just having this conversation with you. It's, 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 it's always, it's always good to um, connect with a, with another colleague who we yeah. kind of share so much in common with. So oh, it's thank been you a pleasure. Where can people find you? The best place probably is my website, www.carolbannons, which is B-A-N-E-N-S.com. And my Facebook, there's a link to my Facebook group there for women over 50. There's an Instagram and there's, you can email me from there. So I would love to hear from you. If you've got any questions or want to contact me, just head over to my website. Okay. Great. And you have, you know, ways that people can work with you there. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So just if you want to contact me and then we can talk further and uh, I can share how to work with me. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. Okay. Well, if anyone out there is listening and feeling really inspired and like maybe this is something they want to explore a little more, please reach out and find Carol at her website. Um, You can find all of that in the show notes below. You can find the website you go to her site, you'll find all of her social media accounts there, and it'd be easy for you to connect with her there. So Carol, thank you so much again for joining me today. I know it's it was a bit of a time difference, and I'm, I'm glad we could work it out. Oh, thank you so much. That was great, Allison. Bye-bye. Oh, my pleasure. So, and again, if anyone out there is listening um, and wants to connect, contact Carol, please feel free to do that. 
And if you are not yet in my private Facebook group, please come over and join me living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care. All of those links are also in the show notes. If you want to try to find me on Instagram, I'm Fit Style Gal, and I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Um, and you're more than welcome always to just send me a direct message through social media, or you can reach out to me via email at allison at cufitness.com. And again, all of that is in the show notes as well. I just want to take a moment before I sign off and tell you as we wrap up 2021, just how thankful and grateful I am for all of your support of this show and helping me continue to spread the word. We're heard all over the world and I could not do it uh, without you. And just know that every week, um, how incredibly inspired and excited I am to show up here with fabulous guests or sharing, you know, new information as to what we're doing over here at CU Fitness. And just know that none of this would be possible without um, your support. So just know that every single week, I love hearing from you. I get messages from so many of you all the time saying how much you enjoyed a particular episode or a specific conversation or a subject that I covered. If there's something you would like to see me cover more of in 2022, please let me know what that is. Um, I would love to, to know that as I'm mapping out kind of my content schedule for the first quarter of 2022. Um, please, too, before I sign off, I want to give my sponsor a plug, too. Um, we are excited to be sponsored by Bowie Hydration, which is a really unique, squeezable hydration product. It comes in a little plastic container that you can easily throw in your purse or a travel bag. Um, each little container has 40 servings in it. You simply just squeeze it in your water or your juice, or your coffee, or your favorite beverage of choice, and it allows you to maintain um, many of the nutrients in our bodies that simply just get sucked out when we become dehydrated. Um, not to mention, it's, it's, a, it's a cool product and a great company. Please go to just boo, or excuse me, justabbuoy.com and use our coupon code CUFIT20 and get your 20% discount on any of your purchases there. Um, we love um, Eddie and Daniel and the guys at Just Dad Bowie. We're going to be doing a lot more with them in the new year. And again, this is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.